sacrifice, it's the act of giving up something valued for the sake of something else that you perceive as more important or worthy. There were and there are still times when I've had to sacrifice time and money to learn new skills and to try out different ideas for my desire to accomplish something bigger. And my guest Kelsey has experienced the same. I am Shanice Miller and welcome to my podcast, Do Less. Yes, that's right, do less. It used to be cool to work 60 hours a week, but the world has gotten smarter and realized why spend more time to make the same or less money. I help small business owners build systems and processes to help them scale and find more time for themselves and their families. I'm going to provide you the best practices and all the tools and tips to scale your business. Welcome to my show. So Kelsey, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. When was the first time you realized you were sacrificing yourself or your relationships for your work? Mm. Interestingly enough, it was after my first kiddo was born and I was trying to figure out how to balance running my business and simultaneously being the mom that I wanted to be. And so how far into business were you in by this time? So he was born in 2016 and I've been an entrepreneur since 2011. So I had a pretty established company by then and just having my first kid, it was a whirlwind of like, what am I doing? How do I do both? And I was really committed to being able to continue to create that impact in my home and outside my home. Tell me a little bit more about that impact, that change, how it made you feel. Yeah. So the change specifically with with having my son or something mm-hmm. different with having him. Yeah, it's um, my story is big, long one that maybe we'll get into parts of. But in the way that I was raised, my mother was not very present. And so mm-hmm. I when I knew that I was going to become a mother, I had this intention of being the most present mother possible. Because as you know, how did that make you feel growing up that your mom wasn't present? It was hard. You know, I think that we look to our parents and we want to be supported and we want somebody to be there for us, to teach us, to help us grow, to pick us up when we fall. And so it was, it was really challenging. And as much as it was challenging, I think that there was a lot of benefits to it as well. I think that my resilience and my independence was built because of that. But you wanted something different for your son. Yes, yes. And that's the that's the tricky balance, right, of, of parenting is that you want to raise independent kids, but you also want to make sure that you they know you're there, that you're there to support them. And so that's what I'm trying to build for my kids because I have three now and making sure that they know that, but while also allowing them to see that they are not my sole purpose on this earth, that I want to create an impact through my work as well. Now, why is that? That sounds like a, a very tricky like balance. Like I want to be there for my kids. I want them to also know I'm they're not my sole purpose on this earth because that that kind of, you know, it can make people feel a certain way because it's you know, we've been groomed so long as women to say, like, my kids, my family, they're my everything. And so for you to say that, that's 
you know, that's pretty like amazing <laughs> and wild for some people to hear too. So what made you have that idea, that perspective, that mindset that, okay, I know my kids aren't going to be my whole world, but I do want to be a present parent. And how did you make that shift or that awareness? A lot of that was honestly built through my personal story because I spent 10 years in a self-destructive lifestyle. I, hmm. after coming out of that and, you know, building a life for myself, I didn't want to lose myself again. And I see so many mothers and business owners, and especially moms who are business owners, these are two opportunities in which you lose yourself. And at the end of the day, it is my greatest belief and what I am living proof of in that if you prioritize yourself, your business will succeed further and you will be a better partner and a better mother. And so that mindset was built after going through 10 years of sacrificing my well-being and not being willing to do that again. And so I, I held to that as I continued to grow. Why do you think you sacrificed your well-being for those 10 years in the very beginning? So I did not feel like most women did not ever feel good enough. I didn't feel worthy. I, you know, struggled with a lot of trauma and my way of coping with that trauma was through numbing it, through drinking mm -hmm. and drugs and sucks and partying and putting myself in unhealthy environments and not having any sort of goals or intentions in any of my days. So that's just, it was, and that's why I said it was my lifestyle in, in being that way. And that was, you know, my rock bottom was when I was arrested for the third time and I just had wow. to make a choice of you either keep going down this path and you die or you live. And if you're going to live, you're going to have to live differently. And so it was just that the power of choice, you know, in that moment. And that's why I carry intention into everything that I do. And every time that I'm working with a client, it's like, we have to be intentional. We have to be intentional about what we say yes to. We have to be intentional about what goes on our calendar. We have to be intentional as to what projects we take on. We have to be intentional in the way that we're showing up for ourselves and our families, there has to be intention there. So what happened that was different on that third arrest that, you know, you didn't kind of have that first and second, because like I've had family members, you know, they get in trouble and it's like time and time again, and you're trying to pull them out of it, but it doesn't seem like anything's quite like hitting home. So what hit home for you on that third arrest that didn't really like that spark that change, but that it didn't seem like the first or the second arrest did? Yeah, it was the severity of the situation. I think I had gotten a DUI and a felony drug charge. So it was the first time mm -hmm. I got in a felony. Mix that with I was in the medical unit here at the county jail because I had told them that I was going to take my own life. And I had had suicidal thoughts pretty often. And in talking to the women that were in that pod with me, there was two women that were in there for murder. And I was just like, this is, this is bad, Kelsey. Like, you know, and, and it was that, that ownership and that accountability. I think that people stay stuck, whether it's that severe situation or not is because 
it's so easy to blame your circumstances or other people, but it's harder to take ownership and accountability. But because I was like, you know what? I put myself here. And so I'm going to change. Wow. That is truly incredible because I completely agree with you. It is very hard to look inside yourself and to say, what is it that I'm doing that is causing me to have this outcome? Like I'm not a victim at all times. Things aren't just happening to me. Mm. I'm doing something that's bringing certain energy, certain people towards me, the way I'm feeling about myself, the way that I am presenting to the world, the way that I'm moving about, the thoughts in my mind, they are attracting these same things. And if I see this pattern, it's me, not everybody else. It's not you know, because of this particular situation, because my mom wasn't there or because it's, these are my daily choices each day. And each day I have that choice to change. So what you said was very powerful. And I, oh my gosh, we are talking the same language. I think we could be best friends. (laughs) Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's not easy for anybody to hear, you know, and it happens pretty frequently because the type of, you know, mentor that I am when I'm working with people, I don't skirt around the truth. I think that honesty helps people grow. And the same thing applies in leadership, right? It's very easy to blame your team or blame the customer or whatever it is. And at the end of the day, I always tell people, I'm like, if something's going wrong or when something goes wrong, because it always will, Take everything but you out of it because you can only control you and ask yourself, what can you do better? Because most times if we're talking about leadership and we're talking about business, there is some sort of miscommunication or lack of clarity that people are missing. People don't understand. People genuinely, I believe, try to do the best that they can. And so oftentimes, you know, as women, we're building these big companies and we we didn't we didn't know that we were going to build these big companies. We didn't know it was going to look like this. And so we just hire people and then we have this big team and we're like, what the hell am I even doing? You know? And so it's (laughs) so important to have that reflective kind of personality to where you take yourself out. It helps you become a better leader for your team, for your family to say, you know what, this is my, my responsibility, or this is my part in this. This is where I can improve. And then they are also just leading by example for them too. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And it sounds to me like also speaking up, you're seeing something instead of just following blindly, you're saying something like this isn't the result that I want my team to have. This is Mm. not the way that we should be going down, not waiting until like far along and then blaming them for the result, but catching it, seeing it as it's going down and taking that accountability, taking that responsibility as the leader to say, hey, I see this direction we're going in. I can see it's not going in the right way. Let's shift and change this. So when you were first getting out of jail, what did you try to do to fix it and turn it around? Because that I'm trying to fill in this gap between like, I'm on this downward journey (laughs) and I'm like at my rock bottom to like, now I am owning this business. And I know it's not that easy, especially with all of the things from feeling abandoned. That's a tough feeling to have. And then to have that in a company too, when you're hiring coworkers, it shows up again, wondering if you're going to feel abandoned. Yeah, it's a... 
it definitely is a very, very like polar opposite gap between where I am now and where I was. So that can be very, very like jarring to people. And that's why I'm always very open with my story, because I think it's important for people to know and for me to be an example of, you know, you are not your past, you are, mm -hmm. you know, you are a product of your continued choices and, and what you do consistently. So you know, the first, like the first steps that I really took to start building a life of intention was I recommitted to myself and that's still ingrained and that's everything that's in my core now. So I did this with therapy, with life coaching, with actually committing to my physical fitness, because I was somebody that was just kind of in and out random you know, everything that women do with the, the random diets and things like that, that was always me. And so just actually committing to things that were going to make me better. Okay. And so now in your business, what are some of those things that you're still doing to make sure that you're not falling back? Because that backslide can be very slippery. Yeah. And that's why I brought up like motherhood and business are the two pathways in which it's easiest to lose yourself and you combine them and you it's like a recipe for burnout and disaster and unhappiness and lack of fulfillment. So everything that I stated is still as far as those things that I was doing, I still do. I still got up at five in the morning before my kids get up and sit by myself and read and journal and drink coffee and then go work out and I don't miss workouts. I don't, you know, I, that is my habits and my routines. I have a nighttime routine. I get enough sleep. Like I just, my, my physical and my mental health are prioritized through and through. Wow. So I actually love the fact that you're pointing that out because to me, it sounds like you decided to have more discipline. And before mm -hmm. you were having discipline, but in a negative way with bad habits, I was doing these same things day in and day out. And this is the result I was getting because of those same things. Mm -hmm. And because I decided to switch my habits to still have the same discipline I had with those bad habits, because, you know, a lot of times when I talk to people, it's just like, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's like, well, we are still doing the same things each day. We're just we're doing that one step, two, step three, but now we just need to do it for different steps, put them in different mm -hmm. boxes, different categories. So mm -hmm. I know that you are talking about a lot with making sure people don't burn out and that you have time for your kids. Is your retreat, because I know you have this awesome retreat, is your retreat one of the ways or things that you kind of like sculpted one of your offers to try to fix those issues with that balance between your kids and your business to free up more of your time? Yeah, absolutely. It's really interesting. So I'm working with these really high powered, high level, ambitious, driven women. They want to do all these things. They want to fill this gap. They want to make this change. And that's wonderful. And that should be fostered. But they're also feeling this sense of I'm tired, but I can't pull back because I want all these things. I'm guilty because I keep taking more time away from my family. I am frustrated because I don't physically feel well. And the more that I worked with these women, the more that I realized those issues had to be addressed at it within them and within the business to be able to build a business that was more sustainable for long-term growth. 
But one of the things that not a lot of people talk about is the isolation that also comes at a high level. And that is where the retreat is really a solution for both of those things. Because as you know, business women, we operate differently. Our brains work differently, how we see things. It's all different and not everybody understands that. So one of the most foundational things to have in place for your fulfillment is friendships with people who do understand you. And while there are plenty of, you know, networking groups and stuff like that, I just saw that a lot of it was pretty passive or transactional. And I wanted to create a space in which people could come together for in un uninterrupted conversations to actually build and foster friendships and also be able to get the break that they needed to be poured into in the way that they're constantly pouring into everybody else. Wow. I love that concept for the retreat because you're right. It's not really, whenever I hear about retreats or something like that, it's like, it's a business retreat. We're going to talk about business topics. We're going to talk about, you know, really pumping and moving forward. Not necessary. And I mean, sometimes it's a relaxation or like maybe a yoga retreat or something like that, but not for business women to come together, you know, people in that same arena, your same niche, your same field to come together and say like, let's, have these common ideas, these common thoughts, these common goals. Let's find that that community against each other so that we don't feel so alone, so that we know we don't have to go at it alone. Mm -hmm. And we can just go ahead and have like a really nice time to kind of relax ourselves. So when we do have to go back to business, now we're going at it from a different mindset, a different shift. Yeah. And what's funny is I actually... For my retreat specifically, I only allow one woman per industry. And the reason mm. why I don't do like all the same industry, I personally work with women across all industries, but there's something called industry bias to where you kind of trap yourself. And this is just business in general. I don't know if you've heard of this, but I've seen it in working with all these women is that you believe that things are only done a certain way, right? And yeah. it's just not, it's not the case. And so when I bring women from different industries, actually a lot of the collaborative conversations that happen, it's really beautiful because people are expanding. And I think that's the thing that women have to understand is yes, you need to be strategically planning and there needs to be expansion and you need to be pushing forward. But the only way to continuously push forward is if you have pockets of rest and relaxation. Otherwise, you run out of batteries. Mm -hmm. And so the, the, the funny thing about this retreat is while it is centered around a break in relaxation and connection, what actually happens as a result, because we do do a business roundtable, but beyond that is that your best ideas come to you and you have mental clarity when you have space, right? I a hundred percent agree. <laughs> Sometimes when I am, and I've, I know I've said this before, when like my mind is just so bogged down, I feel like I'm not thinking straight. I go for a walk. Yes. Have a nice long walk and that provides the, or go take a nap. That provides the mental clarity that I need and it gets the ideas and the juices flowing. Otherwise, I feel like I'm just banging my head against the wall, trying to force myself to come up with like, what's the answer or the solution to this problem I'm having where the solution is take a break. Yes. 
Yes, which is the most uncomfortable solution for women like us. <laughs> so tell me about these systems that you have in place to free up you and your clients time. Oh, so much goodness. So I take my clients through basically three phases. And the first phase that we do is called clearing the clutter. And everything that we're looking at here is about really looking at how you're spending your time and your energy. We hold on to and try to control so much as women and as business owners. So really taking a look and creating awareness around how we're spending our time and our energy and then auditing that to create, okay, what do we need, right? We need more space. We need more time. We're tired of feeling guilty. So we want to create that. And so we work together in this first phase, auditing that, clearing out what's no longer serving you in your life, in your business. And then we move into what I call sustainable solutions. And this is where we build out solutions that are going to help you long-term, not temporary relief. And so this is where the fun stuff gets incorporated that like not everybody loves, right? Like actually setting and holding your boundaries, having hard conversations, elevating your communication skills as a leader, as a mother, as a partner, those type of things to be able to create more efficiency and more productivity in all areas. And so then you're getting more done in actually less time. And then we go into uncovering the unseen. So this is this is the area in which most people want to work and operate in at all times. They want to add on and build and keep going up. Number one, it's not realistic. Look at any company uh, in any industry and there's always going to be peaks and valleys. And so when you want to uncover the unseen, when you want to build something new, whether that's an additional business, a revenue stream, whatever that looks like for you, that is something that's you know tapping into your greatest potential, you have to have the space in order to do that. And so people try to skip over the space clearing part. And that's why we clear the clutter. That's why we create those sustainable solutions. And then we can go on to really build you know, your empire or whatever you're wanting. Nice. That's really, really nice. So ideally, you cleaned out your clutter. I know clutter still comes around. Of course. <laughs> it's not it's like a, a one-time process. It's totally a cyclical <laughs> process. And I tell people that I'm like, the cool thing about learning these things is you become so aware of it that like when you start to tiptoe your way back into like, okay, my calendar is really full. I'm feeling like I can't take a full breath. Okay, I know what to do here. You know, it's skills. Yes, they are definitely the skills. And like you said, cyclical, you mm -hmm. will feel yourself backsliding. I felt myself backsliding <laughs> and have to keep pulling myself back into the to the rings <laughs> to make sure it. that everything's on point. So ideally, what do you want from your business? What I want most from my business and truthfully, I don't think it's just my business. I think it's from me as a leader, especially since I work in different areas, is I really want to be able to, like most women, create the biggest impact possible, right? And so I want to be able to, in the youth market that I'm in, because I work with teens and also do youth motivational speaking, I want to be able to help them not struggle in the area like I struggled. Mm -hmm. 
in those formative years. And then for women, I want them to feel like they don't have to choose between impact in their home and their work. Like so many women are stuck in this feeling of like, I can't be a good mom and a good business owner at the same time. I have to choose. And it's just such a seat of defeat and powerlessness. And I think that there's so many things that play into this, but what I really want is to rewrite what work looks like for women business owners. So they feel empowered and instead of feeling like they have to choose, knowing that they don't have to choose. Kelsey, now if someone wants to know about how they can rewrite their own, what work means to them, where can they go to find you? Yeah, you can go to my website, kelseykenry.com. I'm sure you'll probably put that in the show notes because I still can't figure out how to spell it most days. (laughs) Uh, But that's the easiest place to to find me. I put a weekly blog up there that has like helpful tips. I'm all about just honestly, just email me, like email my team. I want to make sure that people are taken care of. I'm here to help. Nobody should feel like they are drowning in motherhood and business. Thank you so, so much for coming on, Kelsey. It's been such a pleasure having you on. Yeah, thank you. This has been an amazing episode of Do Less with me, Shanice Miller. Share this episode with anyone who needs this today. Leave a five-star rating and review. And remember, if you're a business owner and need to work less in your business, click the link in the description to work with me.